the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month, we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Cartwright! Cartwright! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter. Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans. Giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to 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 back. Because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. That's why we're giving you Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we are talking season eight, episode 21, The Muffin Tops. And I can tell you, I've got quite the muffin top. <laughs> <laughs> These last couple of years, the uh, pounds have been packing on. And if that means Julia Louise Drivis likes to eat me more than uh, others, that's good with that's That's fine by me. But anyway, yes, we are talking that episode. First aired May 8th, 1997. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? Oh, man. Almost almost summertime. Almost the summer of George. But not yet. Almost. Not yet. The Muffin Tops. Elaine bumps into Mr. Littman. Woo-hoo, Littman. Who steals her idea for selling muffin tops. George pretends to be a tourist to impress a woman. Jerry accidentally, <laughs> Jerry accidentally shaves his chest and can't stop. Kramer starts a Peterman reality bus tour. Steinbrenner trades George to Tyler Chicken. All right. Uh, George, we're going to start off this episode with our breakdown. And George is asked to watch someone's bag. So not a cold open. This we're actually just pretty much starting the episode. Yeah. And he gets stuck there. You know, this guy... Uh, it's kind of a cold open, but like this guy asked him to watch it and he's just like gone, you know, and Jerry just like ditches him. Um, well, yeah, cause, and George is, yeah, because George is yeah. like, or they're like, another guy comes by and he's like, hey, can you watch this bag? And the guy's like, no, I'm just going to yeah. sit around being like an idiot. And that guy leaves. I do like how Jerry's like, I'm going to go be friends with that guy because, yeah. you know, he's it not. Was, it was fun. This is yeah. this is a pretty good uh, open. Yeah, I like it too. I liked it too. Yeah. And I, by and the way, I, I would never of, watch that guy's bag because I'm not a nice guy. No, well, also, it's just like, well, fuck, you only do that for, like, a five-minute max. Yeah. You know? 
And obviously it ended up being more. Well, I, I assume it's more than that, but it's hard to tell with George. Maybe he left pretty early. I don't know. And it didn't seem like it was that heavy of a bag. Like it wasn't like a huge no, suitcase, you know? And he's also in the middle of the street. Like, all right, ask somebody at the airport. Hey, I got to go piss. Yeah. Can you just watch my bag? It's not a big deal, but you're in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. But either way, I actually like this. It did. It felt cold opening, but it tied into the episode. And though that is how they should be doing this. Fuck the cold opens that don't attach at all. Make a cold open that stands on its own, but, but still attached. you find out ties in. And unless, so of that, course, that's... unless of course they're talking about alien autopsies, then I fully approve. Oh god. <laughs> Guys and gals, I can see Adam's face through Zoom, and just he looked crestfallen when I said that. <laughs> I mean, we are very different people when it comes to that. Yeah. Like, you are one of my great buddies. <laughs> As are you, my but, friend. <laughs> yes, but... When it comes the to aliens you, and shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The way you allow that shit into your life, I just don't get it. <laughs> and I, but, you know, and I, and I do, and I love you for hating it too. So. <laughs> all right. All right. So. All right. At Monk's, George comes in wearing clothes from the bag. Um, and my first thought was no way you're the same size as of the guy that I saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that first uh, scene, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, actually, it's a good point. They should have gotten somebody that looked maybe more a bit like yeah. George. Yeah, you're right. The guy was skinnier, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then I did so. like how Jerry's like, he asked you to watch him. He's like, I'm still watching them. They're on me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the guy doesn't fucking come back for him, um, then fuck it. They're George's property now. I don't blame George, but it, it really kind of depends on how long he waited. And unfortunately, sure. we never find that out. Yeah, 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 I would, I would have liked to know. But anyway, the clothes are hideous. You know, they're they kind of kind of get called out as touristy looking clothes. Yeah, they're all like pastelly and whatnot. Yeah, which, which, it's kind of weird that we see him later because aren't we assuming that he is an actual tourist? And I don't know, maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll get the, to, we'll get to that discussion when we get. Yeah, there. yeah. We find out that George is currently the new Wilhelm. He took his position. He got promoted, and he's loving it. So, okay. I, I want to be the new him. Wilhelm. Why not? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we find, we meet Jerry's new lady, Alex. Who's played by uh, Melinda Clark, who yes. I have always loved since mm -hmm. Return of the Living Dead Part 3, uh, which is a movie yep. that we broke down uh, on Podcasting yes. After Dark. And uh, she plays she plays a zombie. She, she comes back from the dead and everything. And, and it's like a zombie love story. But uh, she was also in another crazy movie called Killer Tongue, which I also liked. But then she was also, I believe, in like Melrose Place or something like that, wasn't she? Uh, the OC. She the had OC, a. Uh, right. She was a reoccurring yep. character in the OC. Yep. She was also in Spawn. Yeah, I saw her. I wouldn't say um, outfit in Killer Tongue, but it looked like it was just painted on her. Yeah, it looks all and she's yeah, great rack on it too. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I love it her. Is, it, I love her, and she's I'd say underutilized in this episode. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything, and also this is. This is going to sound terrible. I don't know. They, I, I've heard other, like, or even in this episode, they like, how do you keep getting these ladies? But I look at this lady and I compare her to even Lauren Graham to, um, uh, the, uh, the girl from, um, fucking, uh, the, the city sex in the city. Yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, and I would say probably 70% of Jerry's ladies are all more attractive than Alex and Melinda Clark. And that's mean to say, yeah. I know it, but she's not, spe she's not special attractive. She's fine. 
I, would I have banged her when I was single? Of course. But I would have banged a stump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, grease up a stump. I'm good to go. I think she's she's got a she's got a look to her, and I think she's probably a specific type of person's girl. But yeah. I can I can understand if you don't dig her, and I might not yeah. have even digged her dug her if it wasn't for my love for Return of the Living Dead Part Three. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I don't I don't part- think she's like the the prettiest like actress in the world. No. I'll say. Oh, she. Um, yeah. No. But she's, but she's I mean, beautiful. She's, she's still beautiful. But. Like literally, uh, tons of Jerry's ladies are yeah. far more attractive to her. To me, at yeah, least. I agree. I agree. But because yeah, someone says that mention. How do you keep getting these girls? And she's like, "This one, really? <laughs> That's what you're gonna call that out on?" <laughs> um, but all right, I know. At the apartment, uh, Kramer is going through Jerry's couch for change, which I would have liked that to come back. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's just it was just weird. Like it should have been a plot point. I do. He was, then, I mean, Lane comes over, right? It's like it's just it was more of a way just to have Kramer in there. But Jerry's in the shower right now. Yeah, but you could have just had Kramer doing anything. He could have been eating. He could do him being in the apartment is a normal thing. Well, then why isn't him, him going looking, through his fucking couch? Well, you, you said he could be doing anything. Weird. He is doing anything. He's looking for change in the couch. I don't have any Fuck problem no. with this whatsoever. I just think it needed to become a uh, more of a story point. Okay, in my opinion. Okay, so because. He, yeah. So, so if he was making a sandwich, you wouldn't have cared. Not, no, that would that would have been completely in the realm of Kramer. But stealing Jerry's money is, even though he's stealing his money with his food, that that fits. Taking actual money from the the couch feels weird to me. Now, you when you call it like that, I don't think of it as stealing because it's like you don't really think about the changes there. But you're <laughs> right. No, fuck? no, you're right. He's yeah. stealing Jerry's change. And, I mean, you're and right. Really you're went, not wrong. <laughs> that doesn't feel like Kramer to me. Kramer steals things because he doesn't associate them with money because he's Kramer and he's crazy. But like money is money, and I don't think you know. It just it just felt off to me. Okay. But okay. And so that's why I was expecting it to go somewhere, and it didn't go anywhere. Um, all right. So anyway, said anyway. Like I said, Elaine comes in. Uh, she apparently used uh, Kramer's stories in Peterman's book anyway. Yeah, and I like how this is like coming back. And and you, they could have just dropped this, even though we know that Peterman went yeah. with it. They could have just left this, you know, episodes ago. But I like how it's kind of coming back. Yeah. And Kramer is actually happy about this, and he wants to thank Peterman. Finds out he is doing a book signing at Walden's Books. Which I don't even know if they exist anymore. Oh, no, no. Those are gone. Those are gone. <laughs> Bar- I think Barnes & Noble oh, no. bought them up at some point and then, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but I got to call it this. I think this is a wonderful little spot here where Kramer goes and tells Jerry, yeah. uh, who is showering at the time? He busts open the door and tells him, and then you take it from yeah, here. Jerry goes, ah, get out, get out. I don't want to live like this. <laughs> That was uh, that was very funny. I definitely laughed. <laughs> I don't want to live like this. I love that because <laughs> he Kramer doesn't just like go into the bathroom. He opens the shower to tell him. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so. All right, we cut to the bookstore. And did, did you see uh, the did you see the sign on the outside of the bookstore for oh, the Peterman yeah, book I, and everything? I forgot I forgot what it was called. Well, I, I didn't really know the note the name, but like, oh, but his he was head moving his head. Yeah, yeah, it's silly. All right, so what we uh, see, Mister Littman, hey, and he he works for Pundit Publishing now, which is yeah, as, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to Pendant, yep, Pundit Publishing. Yep. So yeah, so and they are publishing Peterman's book. Uh, Kramer comes in 
and he just jumps in right next to Peterman and starts signing books. And it's just ridiculous because, you know, Kramer, he thinks he's basically, you know, at right to do this because his stories are in there. But it's just like, wow, he's so fucking oblivious. But that's part of the humor. Um, and, and I watched the behind the scenes on this one and there, there'll be a lot to talk about. But I never noticed until uh, O'Hurley mentioned, you know, a guy who played Jay Peterman, that if you look closely, you'll see the books have a 25% off sticker on them. So he's signing discounted books, which is hilarious. Oh, that is funny. So Elaine is eating a muffin next to P- uh, Lipman and she pulls the top off the muffin. She doesn't like the stumps. And she tells, uh, you know, him that it's a million dollar idea just to sell the tops. And, uh, you know, she really likes him. Now, I got to ask you, are you a big muffin man? <laughs> you know, I'm- Corey, Corey goes, the muffin man, the muffin man, the muffin man. The muffin the muffin man. man. <laughs> so wait, what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, muffin tops and muffin stumps? Um, I don't really have an opinion on muffin tops versus muffin stumps, but I do love muffins, especially a, a good like lemon poppy seed or something. And, ah. and actually later when she asked for a peach muffin, I was like, ooh, I kind of want to try that too. But I have no beef with the stump whatsoever. To me, because I'm a carb guy. A lot of people have like sweet tooths and whatnot. I have a carb mm. tooth. I ain't going to throw no carbs away, guys and gals. Yeah. So I'm going to eat that stump, baby. Yep. Now, where I do agree that the top is the best part, but I don't dislike the stump. Yeah. I'll eat the stump without problems. I'm a banana nut man. Oh, I yeah. love a good banana nut. Yeah, muffin. I'll take I'll take that too. My only thing was who like the 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 cleaning lady who was like who left this stump here, and then that was kind of initiates Elaine sort of talking about it. You know, I was like, why didn't you? Oh just, my I was God, like, Elaine, why didn't why? Or first off, I was like, why didn't you just throw it away? You know, the in, yeah, the entire pissed offness on the stumps is a problem agreed oh completely agreed my friend completely agreed yeah so yeah fair enough and by the way it's still fucking food for for later for a later conversation about the homeless people a stump is still fucking food okay yeah and it's and it's not like they were bad food anything like that exactly and as we know eating a stump has no problems they still taste good well the homeless people are deranged so you know (laughs) yes they are all right Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list and decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal Mm. is a joke. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week, we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. (laughs) 
George walks around New York wearing his tourist attire, and these people are bumping into him. They're just being like kind of asshole, cla- you know, New <laughs> asshole York New Yorkers, yeah, 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 stereotype kind of stuff. Until Marianne, Oof. this attractive lady with, with, with uh, who ice works for blue the New York eyes, man, wow. Oh man, yeah, she is, uh, she is stunning. Yeah, and she she played by Rena Sofer, and I was like, oh man, I recognize her. Then I look through, I'm like, I don't recognize I anything. I did the same thing. I usually will call yeah. it who they are, but like I looked through her stuff and I was like, "Yeah, I don't recognize really any of this she, shit." She was on the Bold and the Beautiful a lot. That was like seemed to be her big thing. Nine hundred episodes. Yeah. Holy Christ! Yeah, I mean, and by the way, she's fucking stunning. I'd say. And you're right. That dark hair with the blue, bright blue eyes, it works. Hmm. Yep. So anyway, sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to creep on too much. I know my wife listens to our show. So <laughs> anyway. But yeah, she is uh, works for the New York Visitor Center, and she's talking to him. And George kind of plays along to because she's attractive, and he's trying to keep her attention. Yep, yep. As if as if he's like this doofusy uh, uh, tourist. Yep. So all right, uh, Jerry in the bathroom notices he's got a lot of heavy chest hair. He's kind of looking at his chest hair, and then he looks at a razor. Hmm. I mean, and I mean, that's really Jerry Seinfeld's chest hair there, and he doesn't have it later. I mean, they. Oh, yeah. He, he committed. He committed to the bit yeah. for this one. Have you have you ever shaved your chest hair? Oh, I don't need to. I don't have any fucking chest hair. <laughs> I'm looking at his. Holy shit. You are really, like, really bare. Yeah, it's. it's I don't have much either. I'm going to show you mine. Yeah, too. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking. Oh, there's not much. Is, is there's there that? I can't see it. Is it? Do you have it's, some? You can't even tell. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Looks like a little dirt. Looks like a little dirt on your chest. <laughs> A little bit of dirt on my chest. It's not much. I wish my wife. I wish one of our oh. wives walked in right now and saw us yeah. doing this. We have our shirts pulled up, looking at each well, other's chest. Hair. We, we we look like uh, uh, Jerry and Kramer in like way seasons ago, where they're talking about nipples and showing off their chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so yes, and I I've I have tr- I've never like shaved it with a bick, but I have like trimmed the little bit that i have just because it's like well it doesn't it's not thick and lustrous anyway yeah. so it's like would it look better without anything on there i i will i will bick the um like the straggly ones on my shoulders so i don't have like uh, the uh fucking like like uh james Kahn, like in in like godfather and shit where he's got like uh-huh. you, you see like the tough sticking out of like his shoulder yeah. i hate shoulder hair dude it's so fucking gross man yeah i got and i got some like a couple, you know, some tall back back hairs at the top of my yeah. like, traps and stuff, and I'm just like, that looks gross. Just in case like, you get that, get that, get that for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and now I wish, I wish I had a good enough body, and I would, tr- I would fucking like shave my. If I felt like I could walk around topless, I'd shave all of it because I think it would look better if I had muscles that you could see and not just a fat flabby yeah. ass fucking body. Yeah. And and this whole thing with with where it's gonna go is definitely like a sign of the times because nowadays it's I oh, think it's yeah. it's very much accepted oh. for guys that guys grooming and everything. But it's 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 funny. Um, Zach and I on podcast after dark will talk about this a lot. Um, like movies that are like early eighties and stuff, like like hunky guys and stuff, like they will have like unibrows, they will have like nose yeah. hairs because guys up until I think the mid nineties, probably around here, mid to late nineties, guys didn't touch anything that wasn't their fucking mm-hmm. beard hair. And like they would have just ear hair growing out of their ears and shit like back in the day, dude. It was fucking terrible, you know? But guys <laughs> nowadays we we groom. We groom. We live yeah, in a post trim. Post uh, grooming world, you know? 
On the flip yeah. side of that coin, though, I do lament the fact that we have no more character actors, no more chubby character actors. Like every character actor mm. now has perfect white veneer teeth, uh, you know, uh-huh. and, and chiseled bodies. There's no more normal fucking looking people in front of the camera anymore. Yeah, that is very, very true. So, I mean, if we had to recast Seinfeld now, like even like Ruth Cohn would probably be like a fucking supermodel. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, Kramer complains about getting kicked out of the bookstore uh, and just kind of notices Jerry's acting a bit weird. And Jerry confesses to shaving his chest. Um, Kramer immediately starts making fun of him, you know, for being like womanly and shaving his chest. And he also says, you can't tell anyone. Don't tell Alex. Don't tell anyone. George comes in and Kramer immediately turns to George. Jerry's shaving his chest. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Making fun of him. So... This is one of the things that we already we brought this up. It dates the show because as if that's a terrible thing to do to shave your chest. Yeah. Um, now, yes, if this was the 70s or even the 80s, sure. Late 90s, I don't feel this was a big issue. And in 2022, absolutely, this is not a problem. Yeah. And depending on your body type and how your, your chest hair is, shaving is not a problem at all. Like, if I, like I said, if I had muscles and not just fat... Um, I would sh- I would show off like crazy. I wouldn't wear a shirt anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is and I would shave so everybody could see it. And I would also fucking shave my armpits so everybody could see all my muscles, like the way like uh, bodybuilders do. I know. I do shave my underarms just because um, they get yeah. sweaty sometimes. Like I I don't really sweat that much, but my underarms. I'm one of those people where my underarms always sweat, even if I'm cold. So I I shave them to just like. I think it's the deodorant kind of will stick better in everything, you know. I was gonna say yeah. I do. Th- I don't do this all the time, but I do this every now and then. Um, when I feel like my armpit hair has gotten crazy, yeah, it gets too I crazy. Trim, it, trim back, it back, yeah. and I and I feel, or I will literally like trim it to nothing. Yeah. And I feel the deodorant works yep. better when that happens. So yeah, I I do the same thing um, yeah. every now and then. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look at us. Yeah, look at us. We're, we're a couple. We're modern. Couple men. of <laughs> yeah, we're modern men with uh, no armpit hair. A couple <laughs> of fucking freaks. All right, at Central Park, Jerry walks with Alex. Um, you know, he's trying to avoid being shirtless. You know, doesn't want to go on a date to the beach and shit like that um because you know he's trying to avoid uh showing off his shaved and he doesn't want to like ride a horse or something and he's like horse a glassy eye jittery dinosaur and i'm like it's not a dinosaur it's a mammal but okay yeah didn't understand that line no it wasn't good uh then they see this mexican hairless chihuahua which are some of the most hideous grotesque dogs in the world no no thank you i don't want a hairless dog or a hairless cat this this is the problem with human breeding um, and how we have ruined, <laughs> ruined cats and dogs. How we've ruined the wolf. <laughs> I love wolves. And they have just, oh, it's so god awful. Those things that are just mm-hmm. meant as like they're, they are literally just um, not even toys, but they are abominations <laughs> that we that, that humans do just because they can <laughs> abominations <laughs> oh. uh-huh. uh but but because she likes the hairless chihuahua yeah. jerry thinks to himself oh she's probably cool with my uh hairless chest yeah exactly all right elaine uh, is walking on the street and sees a guy just eating a muffin top 
And he says, no, it's this new place down the street. <laughs> and she's like, a muffin yeah. top store? And he goes, what did I just say? I love how, yeah. I love how immediately he became a dick. They kind of continue that, um, you know, that obnoxious New York yeah. person. Yeah. You know, strange. Yeah, that, that, that storyline. Uh, so she investigates and Lipman started his own top of the muffin to you uh, store. With an exclamation point in the name. It's not top of the muffin to you. <laughs> that, that'll be a conversation. Like, yes. <laughs> All right. We'll have it. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Didn't mean to steal it. All right. George and Jerry uh, talk about the situation with the visitor center girl. And uh, Jerry talks about his situation. Uh, Kramer, meanwhile, is starting a Peterman reality tour. And immediately, didn't the real Cosmo or the real uh, Kramer, Kramer start a... Yeah. Yeah, he start, he did one as a parody of this, but like as an actual thing. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. so. That came first. His Kenny Kenny's uh, Kenny his, Kramer's oh, that, came, that first? came first. Then this is Whoa. a riff on that, and then it becomes like this oh. this weird meta cycle thing that happens. But yeah, the real Kenny Kramer, and and I was watching behind the scenes on this one. The reason they changed his name to Kessler in the, in the pilot, the very first episode, was because rightfully so, Larry David was afraid, and Jerry Seinfeld were afraid that Kenny Kramer was going to do a stunt like this. And uh, yes, and sure enough, he does do so, it. So explain who is Kenny Kramer. Kenny Kramer is was the next door neighbor to Larry David and is the basis for Kramer totally and completely. So I, I don't know. I mean, I've never read the book or anything, but I assume that Kenny Kramer is as bad as Kramer was or is on the show hmm. and everything. Interesting. Now, do you think he is more of a shut-in, kind of how they wanted Kessler to be? I think or... probably, but he, but he is hosting but he's still, the tour, He's still though. wacky. Yeah, he's wacky. He's a wacky yeah. guy. And on the behind-the-scenes for this episode, you actually see the real Kenny Kramer, and they talk to him and stuff. So you see what he looks okay. like. He's got he's got long hair, kind of a tall dude and everything, but he does kind of look like a hipster doofus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Elaine uh, talks to a Lipman. She's just upset that he stole her idea from her, you know. But at the same time, I don't have a problem with that, in my opinion, because Elaine didn't start a fucking business. Yeah, she, he 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 fucking put it up the capital, and he started the goddamn business. I mean, he got that business off the ground fast. Yeah. So, all right. George is at Monks with Marianne. Um, she doesn't want to con- continue the relationship. Because it's not going to last. He's just a tourist. He's there from Little Rock, Arkansas, just, <laughs> just, just basically, you know, travel, just t- touring the city and whatnot. And you know, he's like, you know what? I think about moving here. And she's like, ha, no way. The city would eat you alive. <laughs> Which I think is funny. I, I'd say in two parts because um, one, you know that George has lived there for so long and it hasn't eaten him alive. But at the same time. It kind of has eaten him alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It kind of has so, eaten him and spit him yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At the apartment, uh, I like their little Jerry and uh, George's. You're moving to New York. That's fantastic. That <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, he's going to, you know, to try and make it work with the this Marianne character. And, uh, and he kind of has to, like, do everything in one day or, like, or like you know, find an apartment, this and that, you know. Yes. And I do love this, this little line. He goes... You know, if you take everything I've accomplished in my entire life and condense mm-hmm. it to, down into one day, it looks decent. It looks decent. decent. <laughs> I love how yeah. he just doesn't even sell himself a, that high. He's like, it looks decent. It's a good line. It's a very good line. So, 
Kramer pops in and gives tickets to his, you know, Peterman reality tour or whatnot. Ha ha. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Lipman talks to Elaine. Um, I do love all the little things. I love the, what they get out of it. So everyone gets, um, like, a a pizza, like a pizza bagel, which was a real thing that Kenny Kramer was doing on his tour. And, uh, and then at the end he was like, he's like, Oh, and then everyone gets like a, you know, desserts, mini, like three musketeers. And he's like, you understand? Cause then he also talks about how much it is. It's like 3750 a pop. And he's like, yeah. And then they're trying to explain it to Jerry. And he's like, you understand? Jerry's like, yeah, it's 3750 for a three musketeers. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crowd love that one too. Yeah. I liked so. it. Because I also like Three Musketeers, one of my favorite candy bars. They are surprisingly enjoyable. Like they're 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 light, light, fluffy. fluffy. Yeah, Yeah, they are very good. Yeah, I agree. I think did I rank my top ten? I thought you guys did a candy one once. I think we did. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. You've you've produced so much content, my friend. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. We're not saying yeah. We're at two hundred and like forty episodes for Blast Pass Cast. Yeah, for Blast Pass Cast. On top of. A uh, hundred episodes of throwback trivia on top of a hundred and probably thirty episodes of Cartwright. You, you've uh, talked a lot, whatever buddy. Of Curb. <laughs> <laughs> and random and guest, guest spots stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patreon episodes. So, I'm out there and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Lipman talks to Elaine, and apparently people are not liking his product. He's trying to figure out what's going wrong, and he talks to Elaine about it. And she lets him know once he cuts her in on the deal. Uh, the problem is he's just making the top. How do you do that, by the way? I think you just plop them on okay. a flat sheet okay. as opposed to it. And so they guess they kind of become a blob. Um, but the problem is he needs to make the whole muffins and then pop the top. Pop the top, baby. Yeah. So Kramer. Oh, and then this is where we in- get the exclamation point where she's like, take off the exclamation point. And he's like, oh, but it's, you know, and which is, of course, a callback to way, way long ago about the exclamation point thing, which I find interesting mm-hmm. because, as we know, this the later half of the series is not by sort of the original writers and stuff. It's almost like by writers who who love Seinfeld. So now you can tell that they're kind of like drawn from the shit that they, they remember and everything. Yep. Very true. Kramer comes to Jerry's place and finds that Jerry is shaving his entire chest. He's addicted to it, uh, which apparently Alex enjoys the shaved chest. And Kramer here mentions that, uh, you know, it's just going to come back darker and thicker. Uh, you know, oh, it's an old wives tale. tale. (laughs) Oh, is it? Oh no, it is not because we don't see it on camera. This is so fucking good. Kramer shows Jerry and Jerry is so, appalled and horrified that he like slams into like the the wall and everything i i love jerry's reaction because it has to be this way it sells what kramer's doing mm-hmm. because we never get to see the horror oh, he, that is kramer's he gets, body he gets physically pushed back to the wall of how oh how re- insane there is so much uh, uh hair yeah it's it's just a visual it's one of it's honestly i love it this is one of my favorite jerry episodes um and then i love what comes later uh but um i gotta say jerry seinfeld in pretty good shape man not gonna lie dude yeah yeah exactly. him him um you know topless he, he let me just pop his shirt off he's looking pretty good yeah i was impressed dude <laughs> yeah 
So, uh, and also the thicker and darker thing is 100% a wives tale. If that was the case, then like people's beards would just get like stupid, crazy thick, but that's not how it works. Yeah. But that's anyway, but yeah, I, I, the comedy here is great. Yeah. It's really good. All right. Elaine and Peterman, um, are doing very well with their muffin tops. And then this lady. From the homeless shelter comes this in. This lady named Rebecca De Mornay, and they don't even make a joke of it. <laughs> but she, and she is <laughs> like what is the, from, yeah, from hands what from hand the rocks to the cradle and everything. Rebecca De Mornay. And I, ah, thank yeah, you. So like they, they, she leads with that, and I was like, oh, okay, that's funny because you know that's an actress name and everything. But then they don't do anything with that, and I was like, okay, all right. And I kind of like miss half the conversation because I was like laughing at the Rebecca De Mornay thing, but it doesn't go anywhere. I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that was a joke, but it, that is disappointing that they didn't do something with yeah. it then. So, but she is pissed off because she's from the homeless shelter, and they're only getting the stumps. Yeah, it's fucking food. Eat them. Eat it. And they're not, it's not like it's in, they're in bad shape stumps or anything. They're just a bunch of stumps. It's free food, you deranged psychos. Just fucking eat it. You need the exactly. calories. And if they don't want them, just fucking toss yeah, them. Yeah, Exactly. Now, it's the same thing, like, but Elaine goes off, like, apparently the dump or whatever won't take her stumps, um, or, like, the, the trash people won't take her stumps. I don't know. They have a whole yelling thing, and it's just, it felt very unrealistic to yeah. me. Yeah. And the rest of the, from here, the muffin storyline gets, gets bad. Gets, yeah, it gets gets a little bit, yeah, bogged. It gets yeah. bogged down. Yes, and unbelievable. It's complete bullshit, so... All right, jo- George shows uh, Marianne his apartment, uh, which he has completely cleared <laughs> out um, to try and make her think that he is this tourist who just moved in, and she's not impressed with the cost. Oh, it's twenty three hundred for that, um, which you know now is probably Oof. wherever he's at. It's probably forty five hundred. Jesus, yeah, exactly. And apparently, yeah. it smells like the previous tenants had monkeys or something. <laughs> he smells like monkeys. <laughs> All right, uh, Kramer t- takes people on his Peterman reality tour, and it goes as expected, pretty shittily. And we see uh, to uh, behind Kramer, not directly behind him, but to his right uh, is Norman Brenner, front and center. Uh, has uh-huh. has a has a British accent occasionally, so I'm not really sure yes. what's going on there. Um, but the lady behind him that he actually talks to, her name is Bunny Summers. Uh, and I know her from this movie called From Beyond, that a horror movie that we just reviewed on Podcasting After Dark, uh, well, by the time you're listening to this a while ago. But she was in that. She was also in The Reanimator. She was in Last Starfighter. So on the From Beyond episode that I already went down a Bunny Summers rabbit hole. And so when I saw it, I was like, why does that old lady look familiar? And then I IMDb'd the episode. And I was like, Oh my God, it's Bunny Summers. So yeah, she was she had a lot of credits in some fucking crazy ass fucking movies from the eighties. Movies that okay. we most likely will cover on podcasting after dark. Not Bla- Blast Pass no, Cast no. or other stuff. No, so. no. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. 
you're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. Kramer wants Jerry to go on the tour because he feels oh, having a minor celebrity might cause a minor stir. That's uh, funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. Elaine comes in. Um, she's stuck with all these stumps. And so she wants Kramer to use his bus to haul them off for her to help her. Okay. Out. Okay. Okay. George is trying to impress Marianne, shows her his quote unquote new job at the Yankee Stadium. But Steinbrenner comes in, and Steinbrenner, I wrote, continues to be stupid and not funny. Yeah. And that's, that was my entire note. Yeah. It's not the strongest Steinbrenner stuff going on here. Nope. It apparently so Jared, easily, he lies that he's working at t- Tyler Chicken or something. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you're doing nights at Tyler Chicken? Yeah. So Jerry and Alex go on the tour, and it's terrible. From the beginning. All right, hold on. No, say, um, I, do me a favor. Reread that mm-hmm. sentence that you just read. All right. Jerry and Alex go on the uh, J, the Peterman reality tour. So I love the fact that you say say it correctly because a lot, so many people call out my Maryland accent because I would have said Jerry and Alex go on the tour. And everyone's like, tour? Yeah, like T-O-R. Tour? That, that's, the fuck is a tour? That's the way I pronounce it. You pronounce it. Cure, and I never knew it until tour. people. It's a tour. Cure, right? Cure. Yeah, tour. Tour. Cure. Tour. <laughs> Fuck off! It's a tour. <laughs> so, anyways, not a tour. I always get made fun of for how I say tour. 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 And rightfully so. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, all right. Actually, one of the people I didn't recognize him, but I did look him up. One of the people on the bus this the time. The old guy. The old guy behind him. The old guy is Jack Riley. Yep. And for anybody out there who was a Rugrats fan, he voiced Stu Pickles, the dad, in all Rugrats shows and kind of like, um, you know, made for TV movies and the all grown up stuff. Um, that's a voice, you know, that most people would recognize. He also had small parts on Night Court yeah. and uh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. Show. Oh, he was. He had a huge amount of credits. I. I recognized him and I looked him up and then I just was like nothing jumped out that I would know. Um, and Rugrats was that you like was that like your big childhood like cartoon type of thing? It wasn't my big one, but a lot. I would say it was probably for people around my age. Well, it started actually. Rugrats was one of the first um, when Di- when Nickelodeon animation yeah. like their own original started. They had three original shows. And it was Doug, Ren and Stimpy, and Rugrats. And I watched Ren and and Stimpy. Yep, and that would have made sense. I was a big fan of Doug and early Rugrats. And I liked Ren and Stimpy, but it was just the humor was a little too ridiculous for me. Um, Because I was still young. I was still very, very young at the time. Um, 
Rugrats I eventually grew out of, and Doug then eventually moved over to ABC and became awful. Um, but Rugrats was the longest running of those three by far. Yeah. Uh, very, very popular show. And it was good. I liked Rugrats, absolutely. And see, when I was growing up, at, so the age probably you were watching Rugrats, for me, Nickelodeon didn't have original cartoons. They pretty, pretty much imported like British cartoons, like Danger yes. Mouse and stuff like that, which and, and makes Cana- sense. You Canadian don't have the money. Shows yeah, as Canadian well. stuff. Uh, you can't do, you that, can't do that on television. Yep, yep. Um, uh, 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 the Elephant Show, the Skinamarink, yep. Dinky yep. Dink, Skinamarink, like, all that stuff was ones that they they put. You're right, they imported. And then this. at night, it became Nick at Night, and that's where I watched like Mr. Ed, Hogan's yeah. Heroes, and stuff. And then they eventually broke the two apart, and Nick at Night became its own channel yep. and everything. So, in J- John and I have had that conversation quite a bit on Blast from Our Past. He was very much like your your generation, um, where he remembers Nick at Night. He watched Nick at Night quite a bit where I was too young to watch too much of Nick at night. Um, and he watched those older shows that I don't even fucking remember, but he loves them. And then I got the Nickelodeon original shows. Yeah. And and that was my, that's how I even saw like Hogan's heroes and Mr. Ed and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, green acres and stuff like that was all on Nick at night. And which makes sense because all that shit was probably cheap to get. And you have a whole network. You got to fucking fill with content, you know? So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to Seinfeld, and I want to talk maybe the worst scene Seinfeld's ever fucking had. Oof. Steinbrenner talks to Steinbrenner Light uh, that he calls Tyler Chicken, and he has a whole conversation. Oh, my do, God, do, I hate it. Do you this. love how the Tyler Chicken guy does the head clucking every single second? I felt so fucking... I'm doing it, by the way, guys. I felt yeah, so I fucking tell. bad for the actor who had to keep this going the entire time. I'm already, my neck already hurts, and I've only done it for, like, mm-hmm. five seconds. They have a whole conversation fighting for George's, you know, time. Um, and, yeah, the other guy is exactly like Steinbrenner. The other guy is in a set that is the same set other than minor, yeah, minor changes. changes. Minor changes. <laughs> yeah. And Steinbrenner agrees to give up Costanza. Yeah. Yeah, so this is how he's going to also exit, yeah, the Yankees and everything. What about that no poaching clause? <laughs> well, it's not another ballpark, so, you know. Oh, yeah. fine. I hate I hate Steinbrenner, and having two Steinbrenners, I hated Doug. <laughs> yeah, and you know me. I, I don't hate Steinbrenner as much as you do, but I did not care for this whatsoever. Nope. So, all right, anyway. Uh, Kramer tries to dump the stumps, but... Get, the trash guy won't let him. Now they pulled back the stat. This trash guy, we saw him before. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, the guy from the, uh, the, the parking lot that had the the Jiffy the Jiffy yeah, Park. Now he's working at Jiffy Dump, so I guess he owns. Oh, uh, oh I didn't. Other stuff. I didn't notice that it had. It was called Jiffy Dump. Uh, good call. Good call. Yep. So he he's not just the same actor. It's supposed to be the same character. Um, yes, but yeah, it, it's trash. It, it's in. Well, why would anyone stop you from dumping trash? And at this point. Then just pull over next to a dumpster and just dump yeah. all those bags in a dumpster. That what makes them like literally you they're drying all these dumps and he's got multiple bags. Just find any fucking big dumpster that you can drop them in. But like the fact that a dumpster and multiple landfills, multiple landfills are upset and not allowing them to throw it away because they're missing the tops. Yeah. It's fucking trash. It's refuge. It's 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 trash. Yeah, I... It was not funny because it's complete bullshit. I, I agree with you, but it creates 
one of my favorite Jerry moments of all time. So we'll get to it in a second. All right. Well, yeah. So he's going around to multiple different places. Jerry's um, beard see... is starting to come in and everything. Exactly. That five o'clock shadow is coming in. Alex is kind of noticing it. Um, Kramer continuing to try and get rid of stumps. It's not working. Uh, we cut to George at a bar. Talking to random talking bar. To the, well, not a random bar. It's the same bar they always fucking use. You know the but well, they, but they, how how often do they use this yeah, bar? They haven't used yeah. It feels like seasons. They haven't used it in seasons. But who, then the, this bartender just all of a sudden gets a yeah. bunch of fucking talking time and screen time like right out of the gate, and it took us like five years for Ruthie Cohen to get any talking. Like why? I'm like, I was like, why is this bartender talking to me? Like me as the viewer. I'm like, why are we talking to this bartender? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was felt very awkward to me. So she, he was talking to her about being traded to Tyler chicken. And then, um, this guy, the guy who asked him to watch the, 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 his suitcase comes in and he's mad at him. And it's just like, Really? I stopped caring about that a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you, you should too, guy. <laughs> it just wasn't funny. Um, so anyway, Jerry's chest hair is getting super itchy <laughs> and you love this. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So you tell us. Yeah, about so it. He's like, so whenever Kramer gets to a certain, you know, another one, you know, another dump place, uh, Jerry's like, I got to get off of this thing. And like, we get this total, like, Wolfman thing going on where Jerry's like it's in slow motion. He's like, arr, arr, and he starts as he starts scratching his chest. I love it for its ridiculousness. I think Jerry's silly and funny in it, and I like mm-hmm. I like the camera shots that they do with it. Yeah, 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 you know, it's it's definitely more artistic than their normal. Exactly, but it's a Jerry moment that ever since I I saw it as a kid, I, I've loved it. I just I really enjoy it. Are they parodying a specific movie or just kind of Wolfman movies? In I think general? just in general Wolfman okay. movies. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. uh, the same bartender talks to Marianne, um, you know, who finds out that George is in the bathroom. She goes over there and George has lost his clothes because the guy <laughs> yeah, took him. has taken the clothes. And he, uh, we find out he also, he lost his job because he has been traded to Tyler chicken. Um, and so he is in there with just his boxers, and she opens the door, and she's like, I knew this town would eat you alive. And I wrote down, eh, that was pretty yeah, funny. No, I'm, I got no beef with that whatsoever. And then we get a tag. Uh, Elaine calls a cleaner to make problems go away. Like like a, a – Pul- um, This is Pulp Fiction. Like a hitman. No, yeah, no this, exactly. is, this is a Winston Wolf Pulp Fiction yeah, reference. The wolf. Uh, the wolf, basically, yeah. Uh, a complete ripoff, complete homage or whatever, but – yep. Uh, kind of come from nowhere or whatever. This person drives in, peels in in a Lamborghini. And that might have been like a Lamborghini Diablo yeah. even. Um, and I, I think it's, it, and I it's, think it's the same car from Pulp Fiction. Okay. And it's Newman. And he is going to clean the stumps. He is going to eat all of them. He pulls out all of his milk and he's going to get going. And the audience fucking lost it they loved I, it. I think they got the reference because he comes in and he's yeah. like you know if, I, if i'm short with you it means yeah it's i mean they are literally referencing pulp fiction right here uh it's a funny scene i did like it as a tag and well also too like so if this is a pulp fiction reference pulp fiction came out in 94 this is 97 that's a three-year difference but we gotta mm-hmm. admit right so let's figure VHS took a little bit longer, so maybe it's been out yeah. for only a year and a half on VHS, you know, but still it doesn't seem as 
that timely. You know what I mean? Like if it's three years later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I would have been a bit distanced from it and hard to make that connection. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. But now, like when we're so far away from it, it doesn't like three years to now doesn't matter. You know, they're pretty much yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, um, I I have fun with this episode. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, remarkably, I actually kind of enjoyed uh, Jer. I, I enjoyed George's storyline with the girl to an extent, although I don't love that this is the reason he got let go from the Yankees, especially after he did so much the previous oh episode. Oh, my God, yeah. I completely you you forget about this being the end of his Yankees, it, and you assume the, and you remember it was like the last episode, but that wasn't it. It's it weird. almost feels unceremonious, you know. Um, yep. But there's some good stuff with George's storyline that I enjoy. Uh, Kramer's storyline, I get the reference, but you know I'm not in love with it. And then we spend the the pretty much the second half of Kramer's storyline just transporting muffin bottoms to different dumpsters where. I don't know any dumpster that has somebody watching over it, man. Just fucking chuck those fucking bags. And who who examines trash before it gets thrown away? You know, what I mean, like it just it yeah. made no sense to me. But it offered this opportunities for Jerry's character to become the Wolfman that I enjoy. So it's it's a weird episode. It's 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 I like it a little bit better than than halfway than an average episode. And it's mainly because of fucking Jerry, his reaction to seeing Kramer's horrible hair his his horror show of, of hair and everything. So I'm going to have to give this one three werewolf Jerry's out of five. All right. Uh, we definitely I, I raised my score by a point five. I will tell you that from our conversation. I actually, I actually dropped mine by a point five because I think you helped me see some stuff that I didn't love. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. Um, by the end of this episode, I felt this one lost me. Um, the reality tour ends up not being funny at all. The muffin top stuff is downright terrible by the end. Where I actually liked the premise at the beginning, it it fell to utter yeah. shit. I got the Steinbrenner plus Steinbrenner light. I hated that. The chest hair thing didn't make too much sense to me in 2022, but it's funny enough because I like Jerry's neurotic um, addiction that he kind of gets to it and whatnot, and his reaction is fine. Um, and it's that's probably honestly my favorite storyline of the episode. But overall, I was actually thinking this was going to be a really good episode because it's the muffin tops like those are classic you remember that and it ended up being just a complete subpar episode to me and i did raise it and raise it a 0.5 and it ends up at two out of five mexican hairlesses yeah no i i totally get it dude like honestly if we got no jerry werewolf at the end this thing would have been uh-huh. a 1.5. Like it seriously, that, like it, because yeah, that hit, that hit you more than hit, me for it sure. It hit me hard, but like man, the second half of this of this episode is such a pill to swallow, mm-hmm. you know? And and I agree with you. It's it's not that it's not strong. It just was it was strong to me, Corey, but it was not strong in reality. So I hope the next episode is because this was the penultimate episode for season eight we have yeah. 
the finale next week. Guys and gals, we have the finale. Then Woo. we'll have, of course, our traditional uh, uh, season wrap-up. Then we will have our traditional one week off. But, man, for a penultimate episode, and yes, obviously, clearly, I like it a little bit better than halfway. I can totally see why it's not one of your favorite episodes. And, yeah, what a what a what a what a pill to swallow as the season ends. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but we have had some pretty damn good episodes this season. We've also had some ones that are weak, like this one for me, and then last episode was weak for both of us. And so, I am I'm curious because I think overall, I think this will still be a pretty strong uh season. But we have to wait until the math. The math is will <laughs> The math determine. doesn't lie, guys. The math doesn't lie. And yeah. I'm over here looking at my list as Adam's talking. And, man, I got two 1.5s on this fucking season, man. Like, oofa, like, yeah. oofa. That's going to bring the score down. It will. But I never put a low score on podcasting after Woo! dark. That is just constantly <laughs> six out of five every time. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, guys and gals, I have no fucking clue because we're recording so early. I have no idea what we're talking about on Podcast After Dark right now. But uh, if you want to check us out, we do have th- three shows over there. We have our main review show um, where we talk about a cult movie from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, uh, usually horror and whatnot. Uh, we also have an interview series where we talk to celebrities about stuff life and everything and we also have tv obscura which is uh we break down and discuss uh weird ass tv shows from our youth and uh correct me if i'm wrong adam i think that's your favorite show that we do oh tv obscura like it's obscure but i i watched some of that stuff and so like almost every episode i now guarantee it's not every sometimes you'll do like three episodes (laughs) you're like three different shows is this Two out of the three, I have no idea what the fuck there are, but mo- there's almost always at least one that I know, and then I kind of really can latch on yeah, to that. Yeah, but variety is the spice of life, because it's kind of what you guys do over Blast From Our Past podcast, because uh, you guys have your regular episodes, which are the, uh, the the movie, the TV show, and then the recasting, but you guys also have the music album reviews, which are my personal favorites, and then you guys have nice. the fun, uh, like, you know, list list stuff and everything going on, mm-hmm. but... uh. Do me a favor. We all love the Blast from Past and everything, but what's going on at Throwback Trivia Takedown these days, buddy? Wow, yeah, that is the other show that I do. Too many shows that I have. But uh, we are in the midst of our tournament of patrons from 2022. We have like every patron... That if you're on the if if you are a patron of Throwback Trivia Takedown, you get to be a part of our patron tournament at least this year, depending if you started by the end of last year, whatever. And so we are going through. Literally, this tournament is going to take us till August of this year, and we are just doing a killer, like you know, you know, head-to-head episode until we find who is the best in nostalgic trivia, and we have some amazing trivia people we have multiple jeopardy people who have been on our show we actually have a three-time jeopardy champion who was on our show before and they lost um (laughs) but they it's it's, it's fucking killer like we've had i'm i'm shocked and also i'm loving that uh, the trivia community is really digging our show and if you guys like nostalgia which i guarantee you do if you're listening to this episode of seinfeld you know, breakdown Cartwright Design Fell podcast, then you will probably dig our trivia podcast throwback. Throwback Trivia Takedown. Um, give it a yeah. shot. And, and check out every show on the BFOP network, also known as. B. 
Fop. Fop. I didn't. I thought. I thought you were having a stroke. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I probably am. My left side's a little droopy. <laughs> and with the pudding pops. Oh, I got all. I got all Cosby there. Oh, uh, but yeah. Go check out Talking Back. Go check out Action Action. Go check out People Don't Forget. Go check out every single show that we have on the BFOP Network. And if you need to find them or whatever, uh, just go type in bfopnetwork.com. That's bfopnetwork.com. Um, and we will see you guys next week on the Patreon feed with the Summer of George. Hey, everybody, I'm Corey and I'm Zach, and we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.